Attention everyone, this is an emergency broadcast. The unpleasant noise you are about to hear coming from your radio is not a mistake. Please do not turn off your radio, but turn up the volume on your receiver as high as it can go so that you can make the sound we broadcast as loud as possible. Welcome to episode 68 of the Kaiju Cast. Uh, this is uh, the second episode of October 2012 and the Daikaiju discussion episode for the 1967 Toho classic, Son of Godzilla. Joining me, uh, Kyle, joining me in the studio tonight, we have Heather Brask. Hello. And Jeff Dean. Hello, everyone. My co-hosts are back, you guys. The gang's all here. The gang's all here. It's been a while since the three of us have sat down from. For not only an episode, but a movie too. So yes, this is pretty rad. Momentous October. Technically speaking, it is still October. Yes, we have a couple days left. Halloween is upon us. I am aware of what month it is. <laughs> I might be tired, but <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully uh, that ginger ale will keep you awake during Son of Godzilla. Yes, and we won't have to to jog your memory about anything because it's a really fun movie. Um, but let's go ahead and get started because we want to do this whole thing kind of in like almost one take. So we're going to go ahead and start playing some music and we will have some news to talk about later as well. This is actually a request from Ryan to hear Monster Island by the 3D Invisibles. Monster Island 
Monster Island There's Gamera and Rodan Godzilla and Mothra too It's not a safe place for a man It's the world's wildest zoo Monster Island Monster Island Don't take me to Monster Island I don't wanna go there Don't take me to Monster Island I'm too scared The monsters fight there every day one is another one's foe Breathing fire or a laser ray It's the last place I'd wanna go Monster Island Monster Island monster the world has ever known, the mightiest egg the world has ever known. Introducing the son of Godzilla. The fantastic red water, one of the many weird natural phenomena on mysterious Sorgel Island. scientific experiment begins. Try another frequency. What is it? Hmm? It seems as though something's jamming the wavelengths. Son of Godzilla, a rollicking monster spectacular.
see how a baby monster becomes a monstrous monster.
that was our music and i really you know introed that that was our music too long but we started out with monster island from the 3d invisibles which was a request from ryan uh then we played the son of godzilla trailer audio because of course our movie tonight is son of godzilla and um then after that we played daimajin is angry which is from the second daimajin film uh daimajin returns which is actually by akira fukube and i sort of have this uh, since that maybe he was like working on that stuff instead of being available to do the soundtrack for Son of Godzilla because uh, timing kind of works out. Probably not, though. That's just speculation on my part. Uh, but once again, class, it is time for Daikaiju Discussions. Every month, the Kaiju cast will showcase one particular film from the giant monster landscape and task the listeners with submitting thoughts, questions, and reviews for the following episode. Thanks to an online tool, I've randomly assigned one movie to each month, solidifying that this show will keep going for a long, long time. And uh, as I said, we're watching the 1967 Son of Godzilla, which actually has two different releases here in the States. There's a sort of an AIP dub, which I've never seen. I um, Or actually, I, I have seen, but it was a long time ago on VHS. And then in 2004, when Sony released a whole bunch of stuff on DVD, they released the international version of Son of Godzilla. And uh, Jeff and Heather are here, and we're literally going to press pause, and we're going to go watch the movie right now. Time warp, and we're back. We just finished watching Son of Godzilla, and uh, my God, was it fabulous! Don't you guys both agree? Oh yes. Uh, okay, well, let's go ahead and get started. I was uh, supposed to say something. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to, Heather, because I know you're sort of like shaken about the whole thing. I'm still traumatized. I would say conflicted, right? Wouldn't you say you're a little conflicted Conf- about that? Conflicted is is a good word. Yeah. It's probably going to take a little bit of time for her to really kind of register. What Do you, she's yeah, should we should we talk first and then you have you process as we're talking? Sure. All right. So, 1967, Toho shoots this movie for uh, their their series, and I think this is actually yeah, this is actually uh, one of two big science fiction films they had this year. The other one, King Kong Escapes, was shot the same year. Um, Jeff, you'd seen this before. I had seen this a long, long time. I think it has been 15 plus years since I've last seen this film. Oh, nice, nice. Um, I'm assuming that means you probably saw it on VHS. Yes. Yeah, yes. or on TV or something like I that? I think you know, I saw it on TV. I've seen it twice before, I, be- I believe. But, yeah, I think there's a reason why it took me a long time to see it again. <laughs> you know, I've lived in this house for two years. This is definitely the first time I've ever put this on, and the you know, to watch it on the big screen. I like the movie. I mean, I enjoy. I really do enjoy Son of Godzilla. As as far as a Godzilla film goes, I completely understand that at this point they're really like, well, we gotta bring in something to entertain the kids. Yeah. Um, but it's not really. I'd say you know what kids like awesome monsters. <laughs> uh yeah, I would I would say that. I'd say definitely like awesome monsters. I I kind of wonder like at the time how popular was Minya? Like when they put this movie out cuz he was in this movie and then the follow not the follow up but the next film Destroy All Monsters and then he was also in Godzilla's Revenge which is 1969. So three movies in a row all had Minya. Granted that's the late sixties. Well, I mean, those suits aren't cheap to make. They they had to get their they had to get their money's worth out of it, right? Yeah, yeah. And the funny thing is, like, the Mina costume, I would even say, is probably one of the best kept 
monster suits through the series, like through the three movies, because like if you watch, um, well, he only appears a little bit in, he doesn't take a lot of damage. Let's just say that. Mm-hmm. And, so, and so he only appears a little bit in both, uh, uh, not both, but in, in Destroy All Monsters, he's only like, he shows up at the big battle and he does some fighting, but it's not like, it's not like Godzilla where he's grabbing somebody right. and wrestling him to the ground. And, and he also doesn't have a lot of those scales and stuff like that to sort of just fall away after time and, and so forth. But anyway. But it was the same suit for all three? I'm pretty sure. Did, there were no changes to the suit. Nothing, nothing. I didn't look at it and go, well, that's Minya from, I don't think anybody says, well, this is the 1967 Minya. This is the 1968 Minya. And this is the 1969 Minya. But isn't it a different suit when Minya is hatched? Yes. Oh, yes. Definitely. Yes. Sorry. When Minya comes out of the egg, that's not even really a suit. That's just like a puppet. Yeah. Yeah. And that thing was disgusting. Of nightmares. A puppet of disgusting nightmares. It, it looked like a wet Mom. mushroom Mom. creature thing, which is a which is actually sorry. That's a slight against the movie Matango, which is Attack of the Mushroom Creatures. <laughs> definitely not what I meant by that. Yes, it's, it's I'm a, sorry. Did you just apologize for apologize for? insulting mushroom creatures yeah attack them yeah yeah i did i did i apologize to the mushroom no no no. i think i i think i nailed it with the uh it that that original that original (laughs) one looked like uh looked like et and teddy ruxpin yeah had 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 a baby totally (laughs) i think we can all agree that minya is uh especially after we read some of the discussion entries minya is one of the least favorite things in uh Godzilla fandom in, in general. Yes. But back to what I was saying, I kind of am wondering how popular Minya was with the kids in 1967 because they did bring him back for the following two films. Mm-hmm. Um, but Jeff, you know, what are your what are your initial thoughts about seeing this film again? You know, I kind of I admit this film is high on the entertainment level while watching it. I mean, I think we all had a a blast watching this movie, right? Yes. I, it never got boring. It's it's always humorous. That's, and that's a plus. That's it, it is a plus, plus is. you know. Um, but I kind of think I liken this movie to like the Star Wars holiday special. <laughs> you oh, know? man. That bad, huh? <laughs> well, it's just kind of like I just think now I wonder, you know, if the creators were still alive, if they just want to kind of sweep this under the rug. You know yeah, what I mean? I... He actually has a really good point comparing the two because, like you said, with with you know the 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 write-ins and everything, it's a matter of you know most people really kind of despising Minya, and so yeah, yeah. so it you know I mean when you look at like Star Wars fandom, what do people get so like violently angry? About? Oh yeah, definitely. You know, and well, it's, like you know. Chewbacca's family, Lumpy, right? Yeah, that's the kid's name, right? Lumpy. I think it's so. Like, oh my God. Yeah. Why would I want to know that? I don't know. <laughs> it's well done, Kyle. Well it's, done. Burnt, it's burned into your mind. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I did actually see that when I was a kid. Mm. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah. So I, I don't know. They and then they brought him back as Baby Godzilla mm-hmm. in 1993 for Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla, mm-hmm. uh, and then the the Heisei iterations, of course, the the, the following two. And then there was no baby Godzilla thing until uh, Godzilla Final Wars. And um, I don't know what possessed them to bring Minya back, but he looked a lot better, even though he's still ridiculous and goofy and yeah. and human-sized for it's a like, majority of the movie. It's like this movie is just like, the whole thing takes place on the island. 
Yeah, this is you actually know, the no second s- movie in what what uh, some fans which are refer to as the Island series. That yeah, started same. with Sea Monster and then this film, and then you sort of get away from it a little bit in Godzilla. Uh, sorry, in Destroy All Monsters, and then you're back to it in in Godzilla's Revenge. And there's no city destruction. Mm-hmm. You get to, you, you do know. get some good uh, science center stomping going on. I did like the models, even though I mean you're talking about a very small miniature set with the right. models. Uh, as far as miniatures go, the the miniatures and is, is uh as the jungle were kind of cool. I mean, you've seen the you've seen the documentary, the Bringing Godzilla Down to Size yeah. documentary, where they're talking about like in War of the Gargantuas, they built all the little trees and stuff like that, and had to plant them, and they would only last like a couple of days and stuff. And yeah, like I would I would imagine similar effect uh, was put into similar effort. Excuse me, was put into. Uh, the jungle effect here, maybe not as as awesome, but I'm sure it was a was a fairly large set of you know ex- expanded uh, island area. Right. Yeah. No. I mean, I I liked the, the when we first saw the the um, science center, whatever the you know the headquarters, as it were. Um, that was I looked at it and said, oh. He's sad because he's on a terrible set. But then I actually kind of immediately took that thought back because it was actually just, you know, fun and very, you know, uber 60s. No, yeah, very 60s. Yeah, very very 60s. Very colorful. Very colorful, too. So when you said he's sad, are you talking about uh, the guy who goes crazy? Goes crazy. Yeah. Let's actually talk about the actors in this film. This is actually uh, the highlight of this film for me is kind of like the highlight of watching Gorath, um, which is. It's really like a who's who of kaiju cinema in here. You get to see Akira Kubo, who plays Goro, the lead in the, uh, in this film. He is also in several other films like Destroy All Monsters. He plays uh, the lead in that film. He plays the inventor in Monster Zero uh, and, you know, lots of others. Uh, uh, Akihiko Hirata, who plays Dr. Serizawa in the very first Godzilla movie. Uh, he's the guy, sort of like the second command dude. Uh, and then there's the guy who plays the the head scientist who is um I've forgotten his name unfortunately and I do have the internet right in front of me yeah John John Larroquette yes uh, and he he's actually was in King Kong versus Godzilla um, which is awesome because uh, John Larroquette's John films Lar- just never cease to amaze me well he's John just, yeah he's in John Larroquette the Japanese John, John Larroquette yes. uh, but yeah I mean this it's really it's really cool to see. All, all of the actors that I love from these films playing in one particular movie. And the, I think there are even a couple of other people, uh, f- you know, from like uh, the guy who plays Ultraman in mm-hmm. the original series or plays, um, I'm forgetting his name, but the guy who plays the guy who turns into Ultraman in the original Ultraman series. Yes. The very beginning where they've got the plane flying in, mm-hmm. he's the pilot. He's like, that can't be right. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> Uh, yes. Also, uh, don't don't listen to the don't listen to the dub with the subtitles on because it makes for world hurting in oh, your that head. That was weird. Yeah. 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 Was, uh, so I was talking about Tadao Takashima. That's the guy who played uh, Sakurai in King Kong versus Godzilla. But anyway, that's but what my, I liked about it. But my my favorite my favorite character in this had to be um, the guy that was just slowly losing his mind the entire time. Yeah, that's Yoshio. Such, uh, Suchia. Mm-hmm. He plays the uh, controller in Planet X, uh, the Planet X controller in Monster Zero. And uh, in Destroy All Monsters, he's the doctor who gets uh, br- um, 
brainwashed and you know controlled by the uh by the plant not the planet x aliens see my brain is broken today i Mm -hmm. don't know what the deal is i woke up with a broken brain uh a lot of that going around today the Kelax, the Kelax uh, are controlling him, and he's the one that jumps out of the window in, mm-hmm. in uh, Destroy All Monsters. Sad, sad time. But anyway, he's a great actor. Yeah, I love he that did, guy. He did a fantastic job of of just progressively getting nuttier and and kookier and weirder and 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 just losing losing his mind throughout the entire thing. And, Absolutely. And and yeah, no, he was he was spectacular. I really uh, I really liked his performance. Very cool. So what about the, uh, let's talk about what you didn't like, Heather, since we're already talking to you. I think I, I think I know, but I think we probably all share the same major dislike in this film. I don't remember now what movie, what movie, I, movies I have watched that have me in them because it's not my first time, but I swear I don't remember. I don't remember being that horrifying. I just don't. It's that it's I've apparently put it out of my head because Yeah. Well, I would say anything in the 98, you know, the the early to mid 90s, the Heisei era, they don't really have Minya in them. They just have a a small Godzilla. And I don't you may have been been here for one or two of those. But anyway. <laughs> yeah, and I know you I'm, haven't seen Final Wars yet. I'm making faces at at him over the desk people just say no cuz it's, it's there's this certain distaste to to the whole thing that just it's oh it was awful it was it's awful. it might be one of those things that you just that's something that you kind of remember from seeing Godzilla movies here <laughs> Jeff is just cracking up over there disrupting the conversation I'm just sorry but so mean I can just tell Heather is like really kind of like She's not going to sleep well tonight. <laughs> I don't know that I am, and I need to. <laughs> Didn't you say it's nightmare fuel earlier? Yes, like, yes, Mania's I did. face is nightmare fuel. Yeah, uh, it's unfortunate. I really don't understand the the real need for them to bring in something that's like, hey, well, you know, maybe it, it doesn't well, and, seem like they're out of ideas, you know. Well, and then why they've created all these noises for other monsters, and then here's Minya and it's like oh I know he's gonna sound like a braying donkey and a wounded dog and a bag full of cats bag full and, of cats yeah. and you know like all all these other things that he's gonna sound and like the baby instead of and the weird uh, baby yeah, that, that, that adds the creepy yeah. yeah okay so so Minya takes the number one spot for Heather how about you Jeff worst thing in the movie I mean I guess Minya and the whole idea that they had to introduce this baby and it's like I, I can understand trying to appeal to kids. Yeah, but this appeals to kids that are like maybe four and five years old, right? I mean, just like seems a little young to be in the theater. Kind of right? Slapstickiness of of Minya, you know, going jumping over Godzilla's tail, and it's just really kind of like right. And then humor that, that is doesn't quite ridiculous, make sense because like Teletubbies or something. Yeah, you know I mean? right. Because the other things happening in the movie don't seem like. Don't seem like things that necessarily you're going to be taking a four and five year old to the movies to see. So yeah. that conflicts well, this, with the maybe this is uh, maybe this is Toho trying to appeal to multiple ages. You know, yeah, like you got a little actual story in there for the adults. You got some cool insectoid monsters for your young kids. Mid, and, yeah, and then you've got your your baby Godzilla stuff because is ugly. And as annoying as I find Minya, the interaction with Godzilla, I actually found quite hilarious. And some of it is 
does make me remember about when Tiger was a little baby. Like, yeah, you know, there's some that time you left him in the snow. (laughs) The time I left him in the snow. The time I stepped on his tail. (laughs) (laughs) But like the like that whole like don't make me smack you. Like yeah, that's true. I'd be lying if I didn't raise my hand like that every once in a while. I, I agree with you. I mean, with that. wait, would I be lying? I don't want anybody. To I, I mean, I agree with you, but it's just like, is that the is you know is a Godzilla movie the place for the, it? The, the the place for that? I don't no, know. God, no. Think, it's not. A, it's right. not. The, I, I, I think, think we know a, this now. I just think it's a bad misstep. Yeah. Right. And if you took and if you took me out, then you wouldn't lose anything really with the story. I mean, all of the fights and things that happened between no, that's a monsters good point. could have still happened. You could have still had spiders fighting, you know, praying mantises and, and yeah, you both could, fighting Godzilla. And you pretty much could have just like used any other, like uh, any other reason to bring Godzilla to the island. Yeah. It could have, you know, oh, the, the, the heat attracted him or I mean, anything. It's the sickly sweet fruit. Right. Something. The, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, our weather balloons have been putting off frequencies. That, totally. Yeah, I mean, brainwaves, brainwaves, brainwaves. And I do. I mean, this is a small complaint. I do think the uh, you know the creature effects for you know Gigantus and uh, Kumanga. Kumanga. Or, sorry, Gigantus and uh, Spiga. Yeah, Spiga. Oh, sorry. Look, I mean, it, it, they look good. They they're, they're, but they're it's, amazing. It's just for Godzilla monsters. It's just like it's a spider and a praying mantis. You know what I mean? I wanted something a little bit more creative, yeah. a little bit. I mean, they're I they're know. they're really good looking, though. I mean, they're you know they do have that you know the island that time forgot kind of prehistoric, yep, creepy yeah. factor to them. And like that, they're on Skull Island or something. Like yeah, that. yeah, I actually, like how you get the whole like you actually get sort of like an origin story for the monster in this film. Like you get to see it happen, like the monsters. Or at least Gymantis, you know, becomes gigantic. Although right. Spiga was already gigantic underground. Yeah. But anyway. But you know, creepy giant spiders. That happens. But but yeah, I just say that you know, I, I absolutely loved them. I loved Gigant and I loved Spiga. They were great. And everything about and, and they were the right kind of creepy. They were the appropriate kind of creepy that I can deal with as opposed to as opposed to creepy yeah. braying baby, supposed to be cute baby yeah. Godzilla, yeah, yeah, covered in Vaseline or whatever was going uh. on, and yeah, it's blah. like that, that whole birthing scene <laughs> is just like it's like disturbing. Oh, you so know, I, like, uh, yeah, I mentioned in, <laughs> while we were watching it, like maybe that's why Minya looks so stupid is because he just wasn't done cooking. That's yep. right. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, he just doesn't look quite right because because his egg wasn't done with him. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, uh, let's just talk briefly about the music. This is, um, I think, Heather, this might actually be your first, mm, no, you've seen, you've seen, uh, Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla. I was going to say this might be your first Masaru Sato, uh, oh. film for music, at least, mm-hmm. but no, you've seen, uh, you've seen his 1974, uh, score as well. I, for one, uh, I find the music actually quite engaging and fun and lighthearted and at the same time still booming at some points and just i really love this score as a as a departure from the normal kind of ifukube mm-hmm. scores yeah. that we hear with godzilla godzilla movies um i think it's a it's a good score for 
this film. Yes. The subject matter of this film. Yes. Yes. They are definitely paired well together. Yeah. And I think, I mean, I don't want to say that if Fukue couldn't do a good job on this film, obviously he could do a great job on any Godzilla film. Mm-hmm. But uh, as far as the other composers go, it just really fits. I mean, in the, the last time we've seen uh, Sato's score was with Godzilla vs. the Sea Monster, the previous film, which is very sort of kind of uh, almost a spy surf music kind of thing. It's, it's, uh, it's, it proves that he has some, some range, but at the same time, he still likes his kind of jazzy, jazzy themes. And mm-hmm. I dig that. Yeah. I dig that man. It's cool, bro. I don't know why I added bro. bro that was yeah. out, that was out of line, <laughs> out of line. Anyway, um, do you guys want to move into final thoughts or? Sure. All right. Cause I know that somebody's got to get going pretty soon. So I'm sleepy. Oh, Heather. Uh, at least I didn't ply you with beer and pizza this time. It's true. Okay, so final thoughts, Heather. Uh, I I enjoyed it thoroughly. It it you know for as as upsetting as as it was, and as for the nightmares that I will have, <laughs> uh, I did I did send Justin a text message and say I am sorry that you missed this one. I think you would have really enjoyed it. I think it. Justin would have really enjoyed it. And I think I he would have been have laughing say, till he was crying. For, I think for he, the record, I I kind of wish that he would have been here for this. Next time yeah. there's one like this, I will make sure to. Uh, give you guys a heads up. Yeah. More, you know, I would so. have loved to hear Martin's comments. Yes. <laughs> so, so, but for me, since you know what we usually what we usually ask is, would you would you yeah, show would you it show to, this someone? to someone? And you know, and my immediate thought upon finishing the film was to text text my husband and say, "You really should have been here for this one." So I nice. I think that speaks for itself. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. What about you, Jeff? Final thoughts. Um, final thoughts for me is, uh, it's definitely an entertaining film. And it's one of the Godzilla films I think you'll never forget. Like I know Heather will never forget this movie. <laughs> the many Godzilla films she She's watches crying. in the future. She's that laughing. That she watches in the future. This one will always be, well, I'm sure will stand out. Um, but for a Godzilla film, it's, you know, in my personal opinion, it's kind of towards the bottom for. Yeah. Um, that's, a, that's a good assessment. Know. I mean, if you're comparing it to the other Godzilla films in the franchise, you're right. It is down on you know towards the not so great list. Right, Godzilla but I'd lays say it's around at the a lot. Top of the bad list, you know. Yes. What I mean? yes. Like yeah. for yeah. me, this film. If someone was like, "Hey, I'd like to watch a a goofy Godzilla movie," definitely this one's in the running. You know yeah, what I yeah, mean? Yeah, this is definitely a movie. I think you want to get some friends together. Yeah, pop and that's pop that was what some, made, <laughs> some some beverages yeah. and and you'll enjoy it. And that's one of the things I loved about watching this with you guys is that we have that we a, a lot of movies are like this. You know, we have the ability to sit down and like watch it and like gaff on what's happening on the screen. It's just a lot of fun. So um, we did get some uh, some user submissions, and uh, we've all got them in front of us. So I'm going to go ahead and start uh, start talking about that. Jamie writes in to say that it was a real treat to get back to some classic Godzilla here. And although this was the first appearance of Minya, he did not find him as annoying as he would have imagined. In fact, to say something good about this movie, there's a good character arc for the son of Godzilla, wherein he starts off helpless, then needs help in fighting off a single giant praying mantis, and then working to fight alongside his dad against Spiga, as the dub called the giant monster. Because you guys know it's Kumanga in, in other versions. Yeah. Uh, the end where Godzilla hugs his son close, possibly to share body heat as they lay down to hibernate was strangely touching too. And a nice showing of a different side of Godzilla. 
he also got a kick out of Godzilla coming along when Minya was seeing Rieko, as though to say, are you hanging out with those humans, boy? What have I told you about them? They're nothing but trouble. Now come on over here and learn to rain fiery death on them. The plot moved well, and the pace did not drag. There was a good reason for the scientists to be on the island and the movements of the giant spider, Spica, Spica, sorry, I, for some reason, always called him Spica when I saw it written out. But anyway, uh, as the dub called him, yes. And the giant praying mantis were excellent. Also, had America simply called on Godzilla, he would have taken care of their problem in the Deadly Mantis, the movie, the Deadly yes, Mantis, yes. as he demolished two of them in five minutes, whereas the U- entire U.S. military could barely handle one over several weeks. Now, for the bad... Uh, it's a lot of little things that threw off the over the overall feel of the film. For starters, the suits on Minya and Godzilla look bad, especially about the head, as this was made in 1967 and the Godzilla movies were getting less and less money. That's probably why the suits were not in the best shape. Jamie also found the music to be off. Heresy! Uh, sorry. Uh, as they would play Minya's cute theme at really inopportune times, taking away from the seriousness of the situation. I guess I would agree with that. Such as uh, when Minya arrives to rescue Rieko from the giant mantis, Godzilla also was also walking around as quietly as a ninja at times, which took away uh, from just how big and monstrous the King of Monsters is supposed to be. And the landscapes, while looking lush and lovely with some gorgeous matte painting backdrops, certainly looked small. Also, who sets up a lab on an island with giant spiders and mantises anyway? Or lets someone short on patience handle a gun so much. <laughs> after the first outbreak, uh, the first outburst, he would have taken the gun away from uh, from him before he had a chance to shoot the professor. Overall, it's a good film, but you can see the flaws of a limited budget, and uh, Jamie would show this to a good fan of Godzilla. All right, so Mike Keller of Monster Attack Team uh, wrote in that... Uh, he notes that the story of Son of Godzilla is actually pretty good, as is a lot of the stuff in the movie, but it is marred by two major shortcomings. One, Minya. Really, the concept of a baby Godzilla is bad enough. The concept of a quote-unquote cute baby Godzilla is worse. But going the extra step and turning it into something that resembles the Pillsbury Doughboy more than the big G <laughs> is just unforgivable. And two, the worst Godzilla suit in the history of the series. Mike probably could have lived with Minya had Godzilla himself looked better, as in Destroy All Monsters, but this is just bad. Godzilla has Joan Crawford's face. Yeah. But there's a lot of good stuff. Specifically, the... Kamakuras? Oh, yeah. Uh, or Kamakuras. Kamakuras. That's, that's the one that... Or Gymantis. Gymantis, yes. Uh, and Spiga. Uh, some beautifully designed prop monsters with excellent wire work. Gymantis' uh, entrance, entrance scene is especially impressive. Uh, and to compare Masaru Sato's scores with Akira Fukube is to compare uh, John Williams... What? Oh, no, I was going to say, I don't even know how to say one of these names, so... Oh, yeah, I was going to skip Go. that one. Okay. <laughs> Go for it. Uh, with John Williams' Bernard Herman. Uh, Mike prefers... Uh, Morricone to Williams, but prefers the Fukube to Sato. Go figure. Sato's score here is mostly good, except for the Sesame Street sounding kitty music that serves as Minya's theme. We, I see a recurring uh, theme here in these in these write-ins. Totally. It's totally. too bad that the better transfers of these old movies he sees, the more obvious the wires become. When Mike used to make VHS tape dupes of these, 
things off of UHF television. The wires passed for scratches on the film, and he was happily unaware. Unfortunately, digital restoration has buggered that for him. Things like this are one of the reasons he's not sold on Blu-ray technology. Overall, if the film had a better Godzilla suit, he'd probably rank it much higher than he currently does. P.S. How did Kamala get Godzilla in the eye? He could never figure that out. Well, clearly it was close up upon close up upon close up upon close up upon close up. I'm just kidding. And then jump cut. Okay, Ben writes in that he really likes this movie. He thinks the characters are interesting. Kumanga and Kumakaris are really neat, and the island is a dangerous place. This movie almost does not need Godzilla in it to be fun. Godzilla and Minya are terrible looking, and Godzilla seems to be more concerned with sleeping than doing anything interesting. Minya was less irritating than in Godzilla's Revenge, but not by much. Overall, Ben thinks this is a fun movie that he really, really enjoys. But he doesn't think he would show this as an introduction for kaiju films. Andy hates Minya. His <laughs> hatred for Minya burns hotter than the heat from a thousand suns. He is the Jar Jar of the Godzilla-verse, a poorly conceived character designed to pander to children. With that out of the way, he's got to say he doesn't hate this movie. It's a perfect movie to introduce the uh, kids to the series. It's not perfect. This is probably the worst-looking Godzilla suit, and Minya is ugly and annoying. But Godzilla and Minya share some nice moments together. The final scene with the two embracing as the snow falls on the island is touching and creates one of the most iconic images in the series. And I would totally agree with that. Heather shed a, a fake tear when, when that happened in the, in the movie. Uh, Andy also really likes Kamakaris and Kamanga. As a big fan of the kaiju that are simply existing animals that have been embiggened, Andy finds monsters more menacing when they have real-world analogs. And I would just like to add, uh, thank you for using the term embiggened. Uh, and plus, the spider and mantis puppets are really well executed. Although, technically speaking, Kumanga should be shooting webs out of his backside, not his mouth. Perhaps a spider shooting webs out of his butt would have been less menacing. Not his favorite Godzilla film. But it's one that, uh, oh, it's not his favorite Godzilla film. It's one that he rarely goes back to rewatch. But for a kid's movie, it works. Uh, when he has kids, this is probably the one he's going to show to get them into the series. Uh, and then he adds, P.S., any ideas where Kumanga slash Spiga, Kamakaris slash Gymantis alternate names uh, come from? And so the answer to that, Andy, uh, is not really that awesome. But uh, <laughs> it's... Uh, and I'll start with the more interesting of the two. Uh, Kamakiri is Japanese for mantis. And Jai Mantis is the international dub's name for the beast, merging the two words, giant and mantis, as, uh, you know, the reporter cleverly came up with. Uh, unfortunately, Kumanga's name is even less interesting because Kumo is the Japanese name for spider. And, you know, the onga is probably just like the monsterization of that name. Uh, the dissection of Spiga is even more lackluster, I would imagine. Well done. Uh, Allison notes that this is obviously a movie geared towards the younger crowd. While it is easy to see what is wrong with the movie, remember that at the time, the sets and special effects were marvelous. Mm. (laughs) 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 Minya's costume and braying donkey sounds always annoy her intensely. While she can wrap her head around a baby Godzilla, the stiff costume features an incessant wah-wah 
as well can get on one's nerves. But hey, it's the only movie where you'll see giant praying mantises doing fairly decent soccer moves with a rock. Also, Godzilla's face in this movie reminds her of the bumble on the island from Misfit Toys. She enjoyed how the professor realizes that the radioactivity from the experiment has affected all life on the island, but he states benevolently, let the men go outside. As a native Floridian, we also are amused by how the men are sweating profusely in 78-degree weather. That is our winter in South Florida. Oh, and palm trees don't wilt. And then I'm assuming, is this your yeah, point? Yeah, my yeah. note there. Yes, uh, and then Kyle's point of clarification here. Uh, that temperature is most likely in Celsius, as that's how temperature is measured in Asia. 78 in Celsius is roughly 172 degrees in Fahrenheit. That's hot. That's hot. <laughs> that's hot. I would not want to be in that weather. No, I don't know that we could, but then... Might just die. Might just die. Anyway, I'll uh, let you go on. One of Allison's favorite parts is Papa Godzilla taking a nap while Minya jumps over his swaying tail. This movie depicts Godzilla as a very tired parent and he sleeps quite a bit. The silly soundtrack is a favorite of hers, just for the quirkiness. And who can't be even a little moved that Godzilla won't leave Minya at the end and cuddles his son in the cold snow as they go into hibernation? Sniff. <laughs> well, this is one of the sillier movies of the genre. It still has Godzilla in it, and ultimately that is what matters. That said, Allison would not show this to someone new to the kaiju films. All right. David writes in and says that he actually enjoys Son of Godzilla. Sure, it introduces the much-hated Minya, but he's got a feeling that that hatred for him doesn't solidify into the lackluster Godzilla's revenge. It's heartwarming and interesting to see Godzilla struggle with suddenly being a parent, but it seems he swings between sleepy apathy and complete confusion about how to be a parent. With having his own two-year-old, David could say that Minya acts just like a young kid, and he would love, and he loves the closing scene with Godzilla and Minya cuddling as they hibernate in the snow. Ron can sum up just how bad Son of Godzilla was with one word, Minya. But he'll go beyond that detail. First, all the characters did was complain about how hot it was. If Ron wanted complaining, he'd watch the news. Second, Godzilla's head looked like it got hit with a sledgehammer. Uh, uh, third, there's no, there's no follow-up to that. Just <laughs> looked like it got hit with a sledgehammer. Third, there were no attacks on a city. It all took place on a deserted island. The only good thing about the movie was the island girl. She was so hot. He follows it all up by saying, P.S. Did I mention Minya sucks? Yes. I liked uh, the comment we had about Minya being the Jar Jar Binks. Yeah, that was good. I think that's pretty, uh, that sums it up perfectly. Yeah, that's uh, that was <laughs> that was Andy. Andy's pretty good for a laugh every once in a while. He's one of the guys we hung out at. Uh, Emerald City. Hang out with at Emerald City, yeah. Yes. Uh, so there you go. That's our Daikaiju discussion for uh, October 2012. And our next movie for the Daikaiju discussion, uh, there's a little bit of annoyance here with me as far as how this film has been uh, not released. But basically, the deal is that um, Media Blasters was supposed to put out Gamera the Brave in um, September. That got pushed back. So I pushed the movie back a month, uh, and then it got pushed back again, and now it's getting pushed back to get pushed back again, <sighs> and I'm just frustrated. That's why we can't have nice things. Exactly. Thanks, thanks, Media Blasters. This is why we can't have nice things. This is why we can't have nice releases on time. Just uh, this. What I would say, if anyone from Media Blasters is listening, which because we know you are, they should be. <laughs> let me tell you. 
you should just not uh, say something's ready until it's ready. And that's, that's what I would say. Because it isn't. It's not ready. It's, it's not, ready. Ready. not ready if, if it anyway, isn't ready. And it's cruel and unusual punishment. It's it's especially to me, who I'm like, yeah, I want to see this movie on Blu-ray and show everybody this awesome uh, awesome effect film. Even though the, the film itself is kind of, yeah, it's not too bad. Uh, it, the, it looks, I'm sure it would look great on Blu-ray. But we're not going to have that opportunity because next month's Daikaiju discussion film, instead of pushing it back any further, is going to be Gamma the Brave. We're just going to watch the DVD version. We are going to watch the DVD version that Media Blasters put out. So there's that. Uh, but uh, you know, usually I give you a deadline, um, and you know, this month it was a little early because of uh, the Halloween season is upon us. Next month, of course, November is uh, <laughs> Thanksgiving. So we're going to do the same thing. I'm sorry. Is it Thanksgiving? <laughs> Yeah. I, I just know it's Black Friday. <laughs> oh, oh, that's right. Retail hell. Um, anyway, so Black Friday and Thanksgiving are in November. <laughs> so we're going to actually put the deadline for um for getting your thoughts, questions, and reviews sent in. Uh, send those in by November 18th, and uh, we'll get them included in the Daikaiju discussion episode uh, for Gamera the Brave. And, uh, you know, send those into controller at kaijucast.com and make sure you put in the subject daikaiju discussions so we don't miss it this is united nations reporter eric carter with the news the world is stunned to discover that prehistoric creatures exist in the 20th century the armies have been alerted as we wait for more news from japan bye heather we have to say bye to heather she has to go say hi to justin for us Bye, guys. Okay. <laughs> At least she knows how to get out of my house. Anyway, so yeah, uh, we got some some good news here this uh, this month or this episode for the Kaiju Cast. Some cool things to talk about, at least. And, uh, you know, let's just dive into that. You know, Jeff, you haven't been here for a while. So uh, we haven't actually, you and I haven't talked about Godzilla vs. Biollante coming out on, on DVD and Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's It was pretty big news last month. Yep. And um, it still continues to be big news. And I guess um, there was an update on Toho Kingdom about the uh, the specs for this. And um, it is going to be released in widescreen uh, at 1080p. It's going to have the original Japanese language and the English language as well. Which is funny because the English, the, it says the English language is 1.0, which means mono. Yes. Oh, you got to get your shoes, Heather. <laughs> uh, and the cool thing is they're going to have some extras on there. They're going to have a making of Godzilla versus Biollante and behind the design, English translations of the on-screen text, which, you know, that's not really that big of a deal. But uh, they're also going to have, da, 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 uh, I want to say there was supposed to be some sort of um, commentary on this. But I guess not. Anyway, uh, if you check out the Toho Kingdom website, there's a news article that not only tells tells you all the cool things I just talked about, but also shows you some screenshots of the uh, menu screens, and that's um, that's exciting. And it's December December fourth is uh, at least that's what <clears throat> according to Amazon that's my order date. And I, as I said, uh, I think last episode, if you're interested in getting this at all. You need to get it when it comes out because these movies don't get mass produced like yeah. crazy. Uh, yeah, chances are you might find it in a dollar bin sometime soon or sometime much later. But the chances of you 
not being able to find it four months after it comes out are pretty high. And for a Blu-ray, it's extremely affordable. Oh, yeah. What was it, like uh, 20 bucks? I think oh, no, 15, than, 15 yeah. bucks for yeah, the Blu-ray, bucks, which seven bucks for the DVD. I mean, and, and it's fantastic to finally get this film out in the States. It's one of the, uh, the only one, last two movies that yeah, haven't been released on DVD. The only one left is Godzilla 1985. Now, that's right, right that's right. <laughs> okay, bye, Heather. Bye. <laughs> uh, anyway, we've got uh, another article here. This one's from SciFiJapan.com. And, of course, I'll have links in the show notes to all this stuff. Uh, SciFiJapan.com has an article about, uh, well, actually has a brand new episode of Sci-Fi Japan TV. Now, Jeff, have you caught any of these before? I have, but I haven't seen the... Uh, well, this new one. The new one. The new one. Uh, they speak to Kiyotaka Taguchi, who's the director of um, the independent kaiju film called G. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is actually a film that Norman England was talking to me about when I was in Japan and he was like, I'm surprised you haven't seen it. And I was like, yeah, I'd never even heard of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when I got back to the States, I looked it up and I was like, Oh, that's why I haven't seen it is because it's not available. It's something yeah. I would love to see. Cause apparently this guy does a really great job as an independent filmmaker. Okay. Um, anyway, I'm, I'm a huge fan of their TV series. I talk about it in every episode and, uh, this goes for you too, Jeff, as well as the listener, Please subscribe to their channel. Please like their Facebook page, because uh, if you if if you're like me and you enjoy this kind of programming, you need to show your support so that it continues. Because these guys are basically doing this on their own on their own dollar, and they're trying to get some sponsorship. I think, yeah. uh, and they're doing a fantastic job. It is not easy to make high quality programming, and I really really feel that uh, the Gaijin Channel and those guys that are behind the Gaijin Channel are just really just giving it their best. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of sci-fi Japan, there's an article on there about, um, a very special and local toy store, sort of local toy freaks who is in hood river, Oregon. Yes. Did you make it out there yet or no? I did not make it out there. We have to take a road trip because you made it out there opening weekend. It was, yeah, they had a, they had a, basically they had an opening night kind of art. It was almost like a an art show in a sense but it was you know their grand opening essentially and and i really wish that i could have gone but it's in hood river and i live in portland that's about two and a half hours away right something like that it's about an hour away hour and a half away no two yeah it's okay hour and a half yeah i mean it's a it's a long drive when you drive a gas guzzling uh, behemoth like i do so uh yeah and we had some some basically scheduling issues where i couldn't go which is a terrible excuse but we did go out there and check it out it's a really nice shop uh and i met david the owner and he's a he's a really great guy and he's actually bringing in some uh shop exclusives uh from why i want to say ysmf is that right am i saying it right i gotta scan the article real quick ah damn it (laughs) ymsf <clears throat> it might help if I actually knew what that what that acronym stood for, stood but for, yeah. I don't. Uh, anyway, you should check out that article and definitely uh, check out the Toy Freaks website. He's got an online store, which is actually where he does most of his business. And uh, like I said, he's got some exclusives, some exclusive color variations uh, from YSM um, MSF. There we go. I said it right the second time, of course. Uh, and then moving on, uh, Sci-Fi Japan also has a shop. Um, has a shop. Sci-Fi Japan also has an article about the Tokusatsu giant science fiction, 
Oh my god, my brain is so broken, you guys. <laughs> what is wrong with me? Okay, the Tokusatsu Japanese science fiction art show in Los Angeles, um, which I have been seeing a lot of images for on Tumblr and then reposting them because they are really cool. Um, my favorite one, uh, which you don't see in the article, but I think, I know I posted it on the Facebook page at one time. It's like a Where the Wild Things Are style image of a whole bunch of kaiju. It's oh, really yeah. cool, yeah. really nice. Uh, boy, I sure wish somebody would <laughs> would do a, a kaiju-themed art show in Portland. I might have to organize that, though. I think you're going to be the one. I think I'm going to be the dude. Anyway, uh, maybe if we have like some sort of big festival, we'll do that and have some cool movies playing. Anyway, there's a really great article about that on Sci-Fi Japan. Make sure you check that out. And, uh, you know, check out all these links, and they're in the show notes. <clears throat> Let's move on to local events. Let's... Let's do this. <laughs> hey, Jeff. You know what's happening on the 30th tomorrow at 7 T- o'clock? Tomorrow night in Portland? In Portland. What is it? Geek Trivia. Geek Trivia. At oh, yes. At the Kennedy School. I'm familiar with that. <laughs> yes, we're both very familiar with that. Uh, 7 p.m. happens at the Kennedy School. You want to get there early, of course. I hear... Uh, I haven't been recently, but I hear it's it's still as popular. I, I, yes, from what I've heard. <laughs> Tiger's actually been going. Really? Yeah, with his mom. Uh, is it true you have to get there about 4 p.m. now to get a seat? I think it's. I think you just camp out overnight. Yeah. So if you're I'd listening, there to, if now. you're if you're listening to this on the download because you can't listen to it live, you're already too late. Just kidding. Uh, yeah. So show up around 5:36 if you want to good good get a decent seat and uh, you know take place in some great geek trivia. Uh, it's way too long to spend on that, so we're gonna just blaze through some of these at 7:30 p.m. The Oatmeal will be signing at Powell's City of Books. Uh, he's got a new book called How to Tell If Your Cat is Plotting to Kill You. Uh, and I, the reason I actually brought that up because Heather was was here tonight, but unfortunately she left. And so I thought she would have some some cool insight to, to share because The Oatmeal is one of her favorite um, comic artists kind of things. It's a it's like a webcomic. I thought you were going to say she has some insight into... Murderous ways of felines. <laughs> murderous felines. Uh, anyway, so uh, on on November first at six p.m., the Understanding Monster, a new comic release party, is happening uh, with Theo Ellsworth at Floating World Comics. On the second, Court and Fat Boys Midnight Movie. You know what it is? It is. I knew what it is. Back to the Future. future. Yes. I like how you finished what I was saying. Back for me. to the uh, let me what could it, future. <laughs> future. Uh, anyway, that's at 11 p.m. at the Baghdad Theater. Uh, the following day, there's so many things going on. That's why you've got to go to geekportland.com and check out all the awesome things we have going on here, especially if you live anywhere near Portland. Um, uh, on the 3rd at 6 p.m., the Star Pilots Lament listening party is happening at the Bridge City Comics. That is um, uh, Keelan King's album. He's a member of Geek in the City Radio and um, also was known as Pone Tony on the Court and Fat Boy text box, which they no longer have. <clears throat> but he's a really good dude. You should go to that. Anyway, on the 4th of November at 9 p.m., the video game quiz show is back at Ground Control. Uh, I have always wanted to go to that, Jeff. It sounds like a lot of fun. It's like a Jeopardy-style quiz show. Yeah, and you have yet to... I have yet to make it down there. It's Sunday it. night, so usually I'm already I'm already home after dropping Tiger off. But um, I digress. Uh, on the 8th... 
at 7.30 p.m. Nerd Night Out at the Curious Comedy Theater is going to be happening. This is a show with double clicks. Eric Charles Nielsen, who plays Garrett on um, on Community, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, Molly Lewis, who is a ukulele YouTube player, and which sounds terrible, and she's funnier than I'm, I'm giving her credit for, and local comic Tim Hammer will all be performing at Nerd Night Out at the Curious Comedy Theater. Uh, at the on the thirteenth, the thirteenth is how you say that word. At seven p.m. again, geek trivia at the Kennedy School. The following day on the fourteenth at seven p.m. at the Hollywood, not Hollywood anymore. Sorry, force of habit. At the Portland Things from Another World. Have you been there yet to the new I've one? Yet, I've yet to be the, to the new store. It's really it's cool. New. It's like it's huge, right? Isn't it? It's a it's Pretty bigger big. for sure. It's bigger. Yeah. You know the manager they hired to work there? Huge Godzilla fan. Really? Yeah, Julian. We gotta get him in sometime. Local I, dudes who like Godzilla. I love talking to them. So those people are cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he was talking to me at the Walking Dead party um, about the SH Monster Arts figures. Uh-huh. Oh, speaking of, we didn't talk about that. This is not really news, but did you see that Biolante is going to get released? Yes. And how much is that baby? Five million dollars. I don't think they've actually put a price tag on it, or if they have, I just haven't sought it out. Because honestly, I'm not buying it. Well, really, they should send it to you. You know, so you could do a product review. You know what I mean? Oh, I like it. Because a lot like of Godzilla fans listen to this program, and they're going to want to know what an expert, you know, thinks about these uh, Godzilla products that are coming out. Should we add like a toy review section to this podcast? Why not? No, I mean I'm being serious. Sure. Okay, so listeners, if you're out there and you want there to be a toy review section of the podcast, maybe a monthly spotlight, mm-hmm. go ahead and, and uh, let me know via email or via Facebook or something like that. I, I actually would be interested in doing that. I have a fair amount of Godzilla toys all around us. That's right. Um, anyway, let's get back to this. <laughs> um, at the Holly... God, did it again. At the Portland Things for Another World, at 7 p.m. on November 14th, there is a... A brand new book called out uh, called Cena Grace that's going to be coming out, and uh, they're going to have the artists there so to do the signings and so forth. <clears throat> There's a lot of things going on in Portland, so you don't have an excuse. There's something to do every night, pretty much. In that's, Portland, that is thirty, thirty, one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, they didn't do the fifth or the sixth or the seventh. Anyway, regardless, keep an eye on that another calendar because it definitely will fill up. Um, there is one more thing I wanted to talk about as far as local events go, and that is that this uh, this sort of upcoming weekend is the last weekend you can see Turkish Star Wars oh, yes. at the uh, Hollywood Theater performed by Film Music. Did you go last year? I did. It was awesome, wasn't it? It's insane. I kind of want to go again just to see if it, they've maybe tightened it up a little bit, made the performance even better. I heard it's pretty popular. I, I mean, well, you know how they had a ton of showings this year. Last yeah. year it was just one night, right? Yeah, it was just one night. Yeah, so this and, is awesome. And this has been going on what a week? I want to say for the last two weeks, like two, weeks. two weekends, kind of thing. And then another uh, show that's going on that's I have not seen it myself, but it's the Lost Boys Live. And then the last shows are this weekend, so make sure you get the get those uh, tickets if you want to go. And uh, I think we're just gonna wrap things up. What do you What do you say, Jeff? Sounds good. El jefe, let's do this, right? Let's do it, man. I don't know why I went into a Mexican accent. This is terrible, terrible stuff. Uh, if you found the podcast through iTunes or some other podcast directory like the Zoom Marketplace or something like that, uh, you want to you want to know what we're all about. 
find out exactly who the Kaiju cast is and what we do and figure out like exactly where you can see or listen to all the episodes, just point your web browsers to kaijucast.com. We've got an episode list, the full list of Daikaiju discussion films. And uh, there's actually a poll right now, even though it's got some weird functionality thing going. Uh, You know what the poll is right now, Jeff? The poll is what is or what should be the next commentary that is correct sir that is correct i have no idea what the what the results are right now but we're only going to have that up for another couple of weeks and then we're going to pull it down and whoever wins that vote that's what we're going to do i think war of the gargantuas is currently uh at number one so if you don't want war of the gargantuas to be our next commentary film make sure you get in there and uh you know let your voice be heard that's right you got to get you got to vote. That's right. Rock the vote. <laughs> Rock <laughs> the commentary vote. Come on. Uh, where was I? Oh, yeah. We're also on Facebook. We're also on Twitter. And we're also on Tumblr. And uh, you can find us all through the uh, most appropriate names there. There'd be um, <clears throat> Facebook.com slash KaijuCast, Twitter.com slash KaijuCast, and, of course, KaijuCast.tumblr.com. Uh, and those those links are also handily available from the right side of our our, our website. We are everywhere. <laughs> it's just like we're a social media explosion in your face and computer. <laughs> and uh, so basically, uh, you know, go to the website. The links are on the right hand side. Um, last thing I want to say is, uh, if you want to send feedback or uh, tell me how you like the show or tell Jeff that he's awesome, send an email to controller at kaijucast dot com. And, uh, oh, you know what? There's something else we should talk about real quick. iTunes. Please subscribe to the show via iTunes. Those subscription numbers uh, are good for us to share when we need to share them with uh, people that maybe might help us get interviews. You know what I'd like to know, actually? Here's something for the listeners. I know I'm throwing a lot of stuff at you at the last minute here. Literally last minutes of the show. Uh, I would like to know who you would like to see an interview with, uh, be it like a a well-known a member of the fandom or, you know, a Hollywood producer. If it's got some sort of connection to Godzilla or Kaiju, let me know. I'll try and track it down see if I can do that. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I think that's going to be it. We're going we're gonna to wrap the show up now. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you guys for sending in your thoughts, questions, and reviews for the Daikaiju discussion. Make sure you send in your own thoughts, questions, and reviews for Gamera the Brave by November 18th. Uh, thanks to Jeff and thanks to Heather. Thank you. Oh, thank you, sir. No, thank you. <laughs> we should have the Heather soundboard here so she could be like, That's right. Thanks a lot, Kyle. Because that's how she sounds to me. You are awesome. <laughs> How'd you get to be such a great podcast host? <laughs> anyway. Oh, man. What are we doing? <laughs> We're closing out the show with a song. Actually, I'm playing because Jeff is sitting here. And uh, Jeff, you love Mothra. I I think it's it's there is a reputation out there that I do like Mothra. You do love Mothra, so we're gonna play this Mothra thong. Mothra thong. Jeez, I need to get off this microphone. Oh boy. Gonna play this Mothra song. It's actually from the Dance Godzilla CD. Yeah. So it's it's bound to be awesome. Just picture me slow dancing with Mothra. All right. See you guys next month. Jamata. Ja,